Hey everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Tuesday, September 1st. And the question that I love to start out this Tuesday morning asking us is how can we handle another thing breaking? How can we handle another thing going wrong? How do you do that? Uh, the last few weeks, it feels like everything in our house is breaking. Our refrigerator broke, um, and then our dishwasher went out, and then our garage door went out. And you might be thinking, well, you have a dishwasher? Oh my gosh, and who has a garage? Um, we do, and it's broken. And um, I remember getting a call from Ashley. I was on an elder retreat, and she called, and she said that the garage door just broke. It's hanging in two pieces, and I can't handle like another thing breaking. And this was right, this was right after we got the news that my mom got re-diagnosed with cancer. And it really feels like that. I mean, this is just personal stuff. This isn't just like global pandemic, people that we're, we've been losing, people that our world just feels fractured. Um, how do you handle another thing breaking? I think for me, the thing that I've, I've tried to spend time I don't know, I might have read this to you early on in quarantine. I think it's good to come back to. Something that I've spent the last few years meditating on and thinking about is this prayer by Reinhold Niebuhr. Uh, it's very popularly known as the Serenity Prayer. And um, it's been adopted by AA, of course, and it's a beautiful prayer. We only know the beginning of it, typically, but it's the end that is just is incredible. But I want to read it to you now. I want to give you some thoughts as we as I as I think through this today as a as a way of encouragement for you. It says this: God, give me grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things which should be changed, and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. Living one day at a time. This is the second half of the prayer that doesn't get talked about enough. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. I think this podcast should just be me reading this prayer over and over again. I think this prayer captures our, our moment. There's so many things in this world that cannot be changed. The things that keep breaking cannot be changed. The, the news that we keep getting, um, whether it's however you get your news, it could just be your friends texting you. Some things cannot be changed. But there are some things that can be changed the way that we see the world, the way that we wake up into this world, the way that we approach this world, the way that we don't turn our phones on for the first two hours as before we, you know, after we wake up to pray or the first hour to pray and read the scriptures or to be silent and still before God to recite this prayer. That can be, you have control of that. You can literally start doing that, ending your day, not with the news, but by reading a book, going on walks, connecting with people. You know, I've been talking to people um, some people in the church. And it's really hard to pastor in this season because um, I kind of see pastoring as a, uh, if we're using a, a sports metaphor, 
pastoring is a reaction, reactionary sport, uh, like baseball, where um, golf is not a reactionary sport, right? So golf, the ball's there, and you hit it. And you can react on how the ball goes, like, but you can't really do anything while it's mid-flight. Baseball is different. You're reacting to the pitcher. The pitcher's reacting to how many players are on the mound. I mean, not on the mound. How many play, players are on base? Um, how many runners are on base? He's reacting. She's reacting to, like, what's going on. Um, the batter's reacting to the ball is coming at. The, the infielder or outfielder's reacting to the, how the ball is coming in. Like, it's all of that. You're, it's all a game of reaction, like quick, split-second reactions. And pastoring is more like baseball than golf. Pastoring is you're reacting to the spirit and what the spirit's up to in any given moment, and you're reacting to um, the congregation, people in the church, and how they're doing. Now, the second part of the equation is close to impossible right now because we don't see you. You don't see us. We don't get to see you every single week, so we know what the room feels like and how prayers are, are, are happening and what's going on and seeing people's faces, and that part's really, really hard, and that makes pastoring at this time really, really hard. And I say all that to say, as I do hear from a few of you, the ones that I know that are, that are doing well during the season, meaning they're not just like crushing in their job or whatever, or they just love quarantine, but the ones that like above it all could somehow stay afloat in, in times still having joy in the midst of all this stuff are the people who have chosen to in their whether they're CG or certain family members or certain community, they have chosen to quarantine or be around like a quarantine cohort with a group of people that they live life with, that they've chosen to see their face, their eyes in real life. They've chosen to go on walks. They've chosen to still live around and end the same social distancing rules, but they're being creative around how they've done community. And the ones that are not doing well haven't done that. And so we're going to be talking a little bit more about this as a church going into the fall, but it's important that you find people in the church especially that are going to encourage you, that you're going to see, that you can be around, that you either say, hey, we're just going to see one another um, or this group of people and no one else, or you just do it socially distant, but you're around other people encouraging one another. That is so important. That is so, so key. So there's things that you can't change, but there's things that you can change. We can get creative in the season of life, creative in the times that we, and the, and the input of news, creative in, in how we do community, creative in how we're, we're, we're like pressing in and, and prayer, whatever, you know, whatever that means to you. I mean, that's kind of a cliche thing for a pastor to say, press in in prayer. But anyway, and the next part of this prayer, living one day at a time. I mean, I think that's so clutch. How do we just live in t- today? Taking what this day itself gives us and enjoying the moments that we can enjoy. Being grateful today. Ash said someone dropped off bread at our house. That's really kind. That's so cool. I don't know who did it. If that was you, thank you. Super rad. Um, and then let's just make some soup and eat this bread with gratitude tonight. That's all we have. I mean, that's kind of one of the highlights of the day. Like, it's like, what we got today. And then this next part, accepting hardship. Now, the thing, apart, the thing about hardship that's so hard to do with hardship is accept it. We fight. I fight against hardship. I'm like, I will not accept life being hard. Uh, this morning, we finally get 
our dishwasher fixed after like a month of it not working. And uh, we had to order this new dishwasher or whatever. And the, we couldn't find the electrical cord that goes from the dishwasher to the the wall. And I remember when Ash said, he can't find this, we look for it. And I yelled from downstairs to upstairs, why does everything have to be so hard? Every little thing has to be hard. I do not like to accept hardship. I don't like that things are hard. Um, but I think the path to, in this prayer, serenity, is to accept that this is life is hard. Things are hard. Your, your life, your growth as a human, your growth as a follower of Jesus, if you're a parent, life, this is, COVID is hard. Loss is hard. And to accept hardship, not just the fact that you're stoic and you accept hardship, like life is hard, you know, I'm a Spartan, that's the way. But no, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. That's, I think that's, that's it. How do you accept hardship in a place where it leads you to a peace? It leads you to, um, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. It leads you to when things are, are difficult, there's some sort of way, as we talked about on Sunday, that struggle can lead to great faith. And then, of course, taking, as Jesus did, the sinful world, not as I would have it, not as Jesus would even have it, but as, as it is trusting that God will make things right. Trusting that God will one day make all things new and right. If we surrender to his will, he'll make it right regardless, but for us to be a part of him making it right, we have to surrender to his will. And you know what the whole reason for this, and this is where I'll end, is that we can be reasonably happy in this life, which I love that language. We're not going to be, ex- everyone's looking for their exceeding joy here. It's not found here. It's, ha- it's found when Jesus makes all things right and heaven and earth meet and we're with the Lord always. That's when we're exceedingly, supremely happy. Not in this life, but in that life. That is the hope of the New Testament. That is the hope of the Old Testament. That is the hope of the Bible, is that we will be supremely happy when God makes all things right. Don't look for that here. Don't look for that in a president. Don't look for that in a, in a policy. Don't look for that. You can, you can still petition for it. You can still want this world to be better. Yes, keep doing that. But if you want all of your supreme happiness here, it's misplaced. It's misplaced. Reasonably happy. Reasonably happy. Even though we want our world to get better, we have to find our joy, our happiness, reasonably here, but supremely, and the next with God forever. Peace be with you. I hope that was somewhat encouraging. If it wasn't, just email me. I'm, I'll pray for you. I'd love to pray for you. That'd be an honor. Um, Bless you all. The Lord be with you.